Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Alrighty, welcome back to episode 104 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Um, just a little preview, we got a our first guest from the Belly Up Sports Podcast family coming on later in the show um, to talk about a little NBA stuff. We're, we're going to kick it off. We're not going to bury the lead. Um, this is our last show of 2020, and what a fucking year it's been. Um, when you guys are hearing this, it'll be Wednesday, December 23rd or after. You guys always know, for you loyal listeners, we always take the week of after Christmas off just to give ourselves a little nice mental break. We'll still be tweeting out, you know, lines for that weekend of NFL and stuff like that and still be active on social media, but this is the last episode of 2020. Yeah, it's been a wild year. Like, just with such limited sports, it's a miracle that we were able to kind of make this as, you know, good as we have. Like, we've been keeping on top of, you know, what we can do, what we can talk about week in, week out, and it's been awesome. Uh, so we're going to take this – we're going to take next week off, but, I mean, you're obviously going to still get our picks. We've been tweeting out, like, daily, like a, a unanimous bull pick, me and Jarrett. Uh, they, like, are our collective thoughts. We will decide on a pick together, and that's why I've been putting it out. Not going against our units, but after tonight, it looks like we're going to be 2-1, and one, heading into the third day of bowling, which is always a good sign. That was a good. It, it is a good sign. Yeah, like Trev said, they're not going to count against our units um, on the podcast. We're not. These are free plays, so. So we'll probably do amazing, is what we're saying. Yeah, yo. So so take them with what you will. We will have five bowl picks of our favorite bowl picks in Degenerous Digest that we will definitely count against our record. But other than that, we wanted to do something for you guys um, with Belly Up. We recently um, became Kong affiliates. So Kong beer bongs, like you said, if you don't know them, they're like basically like koozies, like Yeti koozies with like a little um, tube that comes off and screws to the bottom. You can bong them. Travis and I have some on the way. And spoiler alert, I ordered a third to give away to you guys. So Travis and I, once we get them in, we'll definitely record a video, put them on the socials for you guys. We got a third to give away. But this isn't just a, like a retweet, like, whatever giveaway. You're going to have to work for it. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to call it beat the brothers slash season of giving. And what we're going to do is you guys have to listen to this podcast. If you're listening now, great to tell, understand the rules. Um, we're going to tweet out a Google form to fill out for you guys. And basically what you need to do is you pick your five favorite bowl games against the spread. So whatever five bowl games you want to do over unders. So no over unders. No. So you can, you can do over unders as well. Just against the spread or over-unders. No team totals, no first half. That's literally all you get per game, those four lines. Over-under, plus-minus, you pick your games. We are doing five bowl games in our Degenerates Digest, and you have to beat whoever beats our five. Like, you, no tie. Ties don't count. More than likely, you're probably going to have to go 
four and one or five and zero, I would imagine, because one of us is probably going to go three and two. Yeah. So, well, no, they have to put their units, Travis. Oh, they're doing units. Yes. Well, that's so you... see, well that no, because that's when it gets tricky. Why? Is because is because a lot of times, like some, are we just going to do everything minus one ten? Yes. Because there's sometimes lines are minus one fifteen. We're just going to assume, just make it simple. We're just going to assume everything's minus 110 because that's generally what it is. You know it, I know it whenever you put on the spread. Sometimes we're minus 115. We're just going to assume everything, everything's minus 110. You put your – because that – it's so easy to go fucking four and one. But if you put – But like, the thing but the thing with me, though, is like – because they're not losing anything. Like, you guys aren't losing anything if you were to go five units on every single game. It's only the chance of profit. Like, us – we're not going to tell you to bet five units on every game. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, if, if they lose, then they lose. Then it's no big deal. And they could just do five units on every game. So I just say you just pick them straight up. Okay, we'll do that. You'll pick them straight up. You're gonna, we're going to need you to fill out this, the Google form that we tweet out or put on the socials. Five picks, either against the spread or total over under – no first half, no team totals, anything like that. You're five bowl. You're gonna have to let us know the name of the bowl game, the team, and the line. Um, now these are gonna be for games that are going to start on Christmas Eve and after. So you can even submit it after Christmas Eve. Doesn't matter. They just have to. They can't have already happened. Your form will be timestamped. We'll be able to see it. Um, you also need to provide three alternates in case of COVID. I know a few games already got canceled today. Um, we definitely want you to put and put them in order, like the year alternates. So. If you guys hear this, beat the brothers. Winner gets a koozie, um, Kong or a Kong koozie slash beer bong. Um, and if me and Travis both go five and zero, we'll just give it to whoever has, whoever has the best record at it. That's why I wanted a units because like multiple people could go four and one. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah, but like I'm like you get what I'm saying. Like everyone could just put like you could put ten units on a game where like somebody could just go crazy. Like okay, for them okay. it doesn't matter. How about this? Instead of units, rank them in order of confidence. Your, your, your top one is worth five points. Your second one's worth four points. Three, two, one. All right. And we'll just assume all your bowl trading, just like your bowl picking would be on like ESPN yep. or something. So that's how we're going to do it. Remember, I mean, you can even let us know like in the Google form, like, five, like most confident, second, third, fourth, but just try to rank them out in order, like one – to five. Yeah. And then, and then your alternates, unfortunately, there's no way to do that. Like let's say if your most confident game gets taken away, we're just going to bump everything else up and your, your, your Your replacement game will essentially be worth the one point. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So a little bit confusing, but you get the gist of it. If you have any questions asked at the end of the day, it's just an entry to win something free. So chance to beat us. Yeah, and obviously I'll put the directions on the Google form as well. Like I'm right, right. You guys, yeah. So chance to beat us in bowl season, which as of right now, uh, we're doing pretty good. I really wish that this BYU game would have been on Christmas Eve or later because I just, I knew that BYU was going to just destroy UCF. I mean, it was an absolute fucking dumb line of them to only be six point favorites. I mean, it was stupid. So. Um, that is what it is. So anyway, let's roll into some, a little bit of football talk. We got, we got a little bit of a fun episode for you guys. A lot of mixed bag of stuff. I think you guys are gonna like it. Um, we got to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and the curse of Juju Smith Schuster dancing on the fucking midfield logo of the last two teams and then just getting absolutely shit plowed. 
It's not his fault that Ben Roethlisberger is horrible. Ben Roethlisberger has been like at a steady decline for the last, I don't know, say three years. I think that's fair. Three years, but he's just, he's awful. I don't know what it is. He's slow. His, he's had to rely for so long on Le'Veon Bell and his offensive line to get him where he's at. And now look, his offensive line isn't as great. James Conner is not what Le'Veon Bell is. And he's just old and he looks like a sack of shit. Yeah, man. I mean, I was telling my wife this, it really sucks that they already clinched a playoff spot. Cause I can legitimately see them finishing 11 and five. Like I, like it's to that point where I can see it happen. They play, um, the Colts this week and the Browns next week. Browns. Yeah, which in in all reality, if they beat the Browns, it would be better for the for a team to try to get in uh, ahead of them because, like, the Browns could technically miss the playoffs as of right now. At 11-5, and five, yeah. If the Browns go 11-5, if, if, if it comes down to, like, a three-way tie between the Browns, Ravens, and Dolphins at 11-5, the Browns will, will get booted out. Yeah. So uh, – but yeah, I mean the Steelers are horrible. Like, not, not I don't want to say horrible, but for their record, they are. Like they Dude. they look like they look bad, and you can't even really blame their defense for letting up the amount of points they did to the Bengals because their offense went three and out on damn near every drive in the first half. Well, like, I just think it's a culture issue. Like you have all like I'm, I mean I know you said it's not Juju's fault, but. And like there are just all like all these young guys are on TikTok, and I'm not like trying to be this old guy, old man yells at cloud person, but I mean like, you know, like just an old guy bitching about shit. But it, yeah, it's, I think it's definitely a that has something to do with it, like the factor of these young guys like aren't really in the mindset of hey, like this is more than just we're going out and playing. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird to think about, but I totally get where you're coming from. Like they are not taking it as serious as they probably should at this point in the season. Absolutely not. I mean, and it's, it's just like, I read a headline for tonight that Mike Tomlin said he's going to talk to Juju about his pregame dances. I'm like, because like, but at this point you can't stop. You got to keep going with him. Yeah. Fucking, I don't know, man. It's just that team, down. team is a fucking dumpster fire, a bond dumpster fire. Well, they're at home this week against the Colts. They're at home the next two weeks. So, Oh, they might be in Cleveland week 17. I'm not sure. But anyway, that's really the biggest rundown we're going to take away from um, is that Pittsburgh is awful. Uh, Patriots aren't going to be in the playoffs for the first time since, I think, 2008, which is nice. How about – we've got to talk about this. The New York Jets. (whistles) Like, it's so funny. Like, everything finally comes full, full circle. We're from St. Louis, so we were Rams fans. They moved. For the Jets, who are now in our team, the Dolphins division, to win, bump them out of the race to get Trevor Lawrence, but not only win the only game of the season, but to beat the L.A. Rams. Like, I mean, it's, like Travis and I were thing that could happen. Travis and I were watching the game to get watching the Dolphins game together on Sunday, so I stayed and watched the late games, and uh, it was just we were just loving every fucking second of that because. The Jets, if you guys don't know, their chances to get Trevor Lawrence dropped 50% after they beat the Rams on Sunday. And if the Jaguars and the Jets both finish 1-15, I don't – spoiler alert, I don't think either of those teams – I don't think both of them will finish 1-15. I think another, I think one of them will win one more game. 
Um, if the, but if they both finish the, with the same record, the Jags get the number one overall pick. I don't think – I think if you're the Jaguars front office and you have now lost, what, is that 13 games in a row? No, bro, they were they were 1-0. They've lost 15 in a row. Or no, yeah, no 13 now. They have, they have two games left. Yeah. yeah, so they'll have to lose 15 in a row. I think if you're the Jags front office, you literally have to say – you have to go to your team and be like, you cannot win another game. Yeah. And then like – I mean, and you can't really say that. Like Gardner Minshew probably wants to go out there and win a game just so he doesn't get replaced by a, a Trevor Lawrence. But at the end of the day, like that will that could damn near save their franchise. If they can yeah, but I don't think it's so hard. It's so hard to no coach is actively trying to lose. Like you don't you like as much as you think it think it is. Like no coach goes out there every Sunday like wanting to lose because at the end of the day that reflects upon them. And honestly, like you look at it from Adam Gase's perspective, his job security is better than it was three days ago. I mean, yeah, because now if he's still the coach there, well, one, it's good because he got a win, and it's like, how are you going to fire me when Jacksonville's also one in thirteen? Yeah. But it also is good on him because if they do end up not getting number one pick, he could be like, well, my team won and I didn't get Trevor Lawrence. So what do you want me to do? Yeah. It's just a weird situation. But, um, you know, like I said, I don't see either. I think one of, I think both the Jaguars and or the Jets, one of those teams, they will. this is my hot take for the week, the Jaguars or the Jets will win another game the last two weeks of the year. All right, well, here you go. The Jets play the Browns and the Patriots. I don't think they beat either of those teams. I don't think they beat the Pats at home in the last week of the season. Unless New England completely folds. like they look. And bad. then the Jags play the Bears and the Colts, so I definitely don't think they'll win the game because the Colts will have something to play for in the final week of the season. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Any given Sunday, man. Any given Sunday. Unless here's what could happen. The Colts lose to the Jaguars on purpose so they don't have to face Trevor Lawrence for the next four years. That ain't going to happen when they're fighting for a playoff spot. No way, man. <laughs> no way in hell. But anyway, we had to talk about quick NFL stuff. We'll get some rest. We'll get – there's a lot of primetime games this week. Oh, one more NFL thing touched on. We actually have two. Uh, today, headline, not sure if it's like hit the mainstream media or anyone knows about it. Uh, Dwayne Haskins – have you heard about this? Was photoed at a strip club on Sunday night. Uh, another headline. He wasn't wearing a mask, which, one, you go to the strip club after you lose. Two, you're not wearing a mask and probably one of the more dirty places that you could probably be. Yeah, no shit. Like, regardless of how you feel about masks, like, I man, I might – I mean – I kind of want it. any strip club. Any strip club I've been to, I want to wear a mask when there's not a pandemic going on. <laughs> For real though, like I think it's just funny. Like one, he wasn't wearing a mask, so he's gonna get he's got fined like I think five grand. And then two, he goes to the strip club after he gets his job back because Alex Smith is hurt and they lose to the Seahawks in a very competitive game. Like he, he what you so like. I don't want to be again. I don't want to show my old man, you know, here. But go home and watch and, and and watch some tape. Get better. Like you literally, 
just lost to arguably one of the best teams in the NFC by five points. Wasn't five points? Was it 25-20? Yeah, but at the same time, not only did you lose to them, but you could barely score against the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah, so go home, watch some fucking tape, get better. Um, It's funny you bring that up. I literally read a tweet before we got on here tonight that Ryan Leaf says he sees Dwayne Haskins as like a spitting image of himself. And that's not a great endorsement. We all know what happened to Ryan Leaf. He was the biggest draft bust in probably the history of draft bust and ended up spending, I think it was multiple years in prison for anything, tax evasion or some shit like that, he, or drugs. He went down a way wrong path. He's like, I see myself in Dwayne Haskins. I'm like, yikes, that's not a, not a great endorsement. No, not good. Not what <laughs> you want to see. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins, not smart, just – be better. Definitely lost his job uh, for sure after after that. Yeah. But before we move on from the NFL, um, we have to give out a little Brian of the Week award because we didn't do that one week. We already skipped one. It's fucking, skip another. it's fucking Sean McVay. For losing to the Jets? Dude, it's got to be. Come on. Yeah. I mean – really in that way you almost just have to like not even necessarily that it was totally his fault but when you go into halftime and you're losing to the jets 13 to 3 you gotta do something to change and apparently he didn't not only that it's like it's up to the head coach to have everything prep prepared and in line and ready to play that opponent he obviously didn't have his team ready to play the jets i guarantee you they were all looking past the jets because they have a big game against seattle this weekend so that, that's the head coach's job to keep your team focused in line. Hey, let's not, let's not look past these guys. And then after the game, he's all retroactive. Like, Oh yeah, we knew they were a good team. Like we couldn't look past the motherfucker. You did. You lost him at home yeah, for this genius guru of an offensive head coach. He is. It really didn't look like it uh, on Sunday. And to be honest with you, it only comes to show how, not good Jared Goff is after we've been saying this for probably like a year or two. Yeah. Jared Goff is the worst contract in sports. Um, so definitely Bill O'Brien of the week award. Got to go to Sean McVay. Sorry I had to do it to you. Um, we're not going to touch on this ne- next topic too much. Cause like I said, we got a uh, segment on the NBA with one of our uh, belly up uh, fellow podcasters coming up soon, but um, college football playoff has to be talked about. I understand, like, I will I will say one thing about this, and I'll let Travis give his thoughts because me and him were together on Sunday when this happened. I understand, I do, I really do understand why Notre Dame is in the playoff because if you look at all the resumes and shit, yes. But the whole purpose of the college football playoff committee was so we could have human people picking these matchups. And why would we put it, why do we want to see a team that just lost by 20-plus points the week before Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonix Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. They're going to go and they're, they're going to announce public. Like they literally lost the night before they announced this. So something needs to be done. Like we, we brought the committee in to get rid of this. We should not be, my bottom line is we should not be arguing about who is in and who isn't. We need a couple of system to where it's clear cut. That's all I'll say. Yeah. I mean, and Notre Dame fans will argue with you till they're blue in the face. But at the end of the day, like we all know that they shouldn't be in there. Notre Dame fans themselves know that they're going to get rolled by Alabama. So why do you want to fight so bad for your team to be in there when you know that they are not going to even put up a fight? Watch us say this and they end up putting up a fight, but I highly doubt it. Like they should, and everyone knows, have lost to Clemson the first time they played them. They didn't beat Clemson because Clemson had a true freshman quarterback in who had never played in college before, and they barely won barely so you you just like you said you we have humans in here voting this how do they not take that into consideration like hmm they should technically have lost two games and they should not be here yeah i don't know i mean i know obviously a&m isn't going to put up a better fight because alabama rolled a&m but just put something in there that we haven't seen before we all know that Notre Dame can never play in a big game and never will. They haven't, outside of their win versus Clemson this earlier this season with the freshman quarterback, they haven't had a top four win since I think 2005. I looked it up. It's no, no earlier than 2005. I mean, that's just, I mean, like, that's my thing. Like, we've seen this story before. We saw Notre Dame. When the BCS was still around, when they got when they went and played Alabama in the national championship game, when they were the number two seed with Manti Teo, that year, five and fucking seven Mizzou put up a better fight against Alabama than Notre Dame did. They just can't play in big games. They can't because they don't have the players to do so. Yeah, they're ten and one. You could say you could make an argument that they played in the ACC this year, but this year is like a total like right off. Like you can't consider this a year, put them in a real conference any other year and they go eight and four at best. Yeah. That's my thing. Like the fact they're independence, like I'm not going to talk about it anymore. My bottom line is I'm not in the, in the position to suggest what needs to be done. My thing is we got rid of the BCS. So there'd be no more fucking arguments about who's going to be playing for the national championship and we have the college football playoff committee, and we're still arguing about who should we play for it. That should not happen. Something, something needs to be done. I don't know what, but do it. Let's roll on. It's Christmas time. We're already doing the Christmas giveaway at the Kong. But last year, and I should have looked. Did you? I don't know if I looked it up, but last year we did the Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies. We haven't done a Mount Rushmore in a long time. I'm, so, I'm kind of pissed we went all football season without doing one. Um but we did a Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies. So this year we wanted to do a Mount Rushmore of Christmas snacks. So Travis, 
what is your first on your Mount Rushmore of Christmas snacks? Christmas snacks. This one's tough. Like, are you thinking like, like Christmas Eve, like a party snack, or are you thinking just like, like after dinner or what? It is open for interpretation, my friend. All right. My first one, I'm going to do Chex Muddy Buddies. Knew that was coming. So don't know if you guys know who that, what that is, but there's another name for them. I don't know what they're called. Um, there's uh, another name for them out there. Essentially, it's just like it's puppy chow. The people call it puppy. puppy chow. So like your traditional Chex mix with, I think, peanut butter, chocolate, and then uh, powdered sugar tossed in there. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So that is on mine as well. I also have puppy chow on mine. Um, it's great. Like I said, Chex mix, chocolate, melted chocolate, powdered sugar, peanut butter, um, the whole nine yards. It's, uh, it's some good stuff. So that's on mine as well. I'll roll into my first one and it's fucking Christmas tree cakes, man. Little Debbie. Dude, that was my next one. That, that bitch does not fuck around. I mean, like I, yes, I like zebra cakes. I know it's just a fucking little Debbie snack cake, but for whatever reason, the fall party cakes when they're when they're Halloween themed, the zebra cakes, the Easter ones, none of them for whatever reason do not compare to a fucking Christmas tree cake. Those are those are top tier upper echelon Christmas snacks. Yeah. Um, side note, me and my fiance are bringing a Christmas tree cake dip to our family Christmas, so you better be ready for that. Ooh, fuck yeah, let's get it. Let's fuck uh, it up. But Christmas tree cakes, basically just like zebra cakes, but don't know why. They're, they're better. It's like the uh, it's like the Snickers pumpkins when they come out with those. Like they're better yep. than the actual Snickers. Yep. I don't know what it is. Um, honestly, you stole my top two. Well, you stole, you stole Mighty Buddies from me, so. That, I mean, or not top two, but you stole my second one. Outside of that, dude, like, I don't really know. So. I have, I, I mean, I, I came prepared. You didn't, obviously. Um, I went with, I went all, all, two, all, two off the jump for you. Pretty much like, and this is like Thanksgiving's pie, but for me, Christmas is all about cookies. So any type of like homemade baked cookie, like not the prepackaged store-bought shit that we buy throughout the year that we just pop in the oven, like taking the time, mixing the batter, putting in the sugar, putting in the eggs, vanilla, all this shit, like, you know, homemade chocolate chip cookies, homemade monster cookies. Monster cookies are the fucking jam. Um, any type of homemade cookie. And then my last one is um, Reese's Trees. Reese's Trees? Yeah. I mean, I guess I could set like Snickers. Tre- like I know I just mentioned Snickers pumpkins, but Snickers Trees too. Like whenever it's any time of the season, I think the only thing, three holidays they have like snickers specialties are for easter they have the eggs halloween they have the pumpkins and then christmas they have the trees i don't even care when i go to the gas station i see those i always buy two yeah throughout like because those are the best things in the world for some reason though reese's give me heartburn because i'm an old man so i can't eat too much too much reese's but i do like those every once in a while so you only gave three what's your fourth one Dude, I don't know. Like, I really honestly, like, don't know, like, just straight up Christmas. Oh, you like, you, 
You like your your fucking fiance just made these tonight. Those little fucking cookies with the Hershey's with the Hershey's. Oh on. yeah, I guess those could be considered Christmas themed. They're like the typical like small sugar cookies with the Hershey Kiss pressed down on top of them. Or it could also go away. It is the uh, the little pretzel square with a Rolo and then an M M&M and M on top. Ooh. Pressed down in like a little bite-sized thing. Yeah. Those things are fire. There you go. So there's Tra- Travis has some obscure ones. So last year we gave you our Mount Rushmore Christmas Christmas movies. If you want to go back and listen to that, it's episode 61. But um, so we wanted to give you our Mount Rushmore of Christmas snacks this year for 2020. Eat them up. Fuck it. It's been a hell of a year. Start your diet in the new year. Um, with that being said, uh, that's all we wanted to cover on the intro. We're going to lead him right now into a segment with Josh Lozano of the Benchwarmers and Burners podcast, part of the Belly Up Network. He's going to talk all things NBA since it kicks off, tipped off tonight, but it's going to be in full swing by the time you guys hear this. He's got some uh, some bets for you guys, so uh, take a listen to that and enjoy. All right, guys, we want to do an NBA preview for you guys. So we brought in a member of the Belly Up family, um, Josh Lozano. He is with the Bench Warmers and Burners podcast, part of the Belly Up family. Josh, just tell us a little bit about yourself um, and, and your podcast that you have with, with the Belly Up Network. Man, so uh, I didn't get outnumbered coming on this podcast because it's two drunk brothers. I drank enough for two people, so you know, <laughs> trying to get in the mood. So if you're listening right now, audience, I am uh, double inebriated, but uh, my name is Josh Lozano. I uh, graduated at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Uh, I run a sports podcast called Benchwarmers and Burners, like he said. Basically, we talk a lot about sports gambling. I get a lot of former college athletes, and um, we just shoot the shit a lot of times. So it's a pretty chill podcast. Uh, make sure to go check it out. We cover all sports, but basketball is kind of like our forte where a lot of guests, we get um, some like recurring guests. We get a lot of NBA cappers that come on the show and uh, guys like Zach Noble, he's from Ball is Life. So he hops on sometimes and then we just like talk about uh, what we're about to talk about right now. So some fu- fa- our favorite futures bets and for MVPs. Yeah, absolutely, man. Definitely want to talk talk some futures. But um, <laughs> before we jump into that, can you just like sum up like some of the major moves, like some of the biggest moves you thought of like people who left a team, free agency, and two teams that got better and two teams that got that got significantly worse in the yeah, so uh, two teams that I say significantly got better. Um, I'll actually give you three because one of them is kind of boring. Is obviously the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, it's rare. It's like, you know, the rich kid in school that had a car and then everyone's riding bikes and then the kid comes back and he's got a second car and you're like, well, that's not fair. That's basically what, what the Los Angeles Lakers ended up doing. So that's not fun. But what I will say it is fun is uh, the Atlanta Hawks improved tremendously. They got a really good supporting cast with Trey Young. Um, they kind of have an, an issue now where – they almost have too many g- good guys. Like, for example, Danilo Gallinari is going to be coming off the bench, who I think would be a potential good six-man of the year if he stays there and they don't and they end up not shipping John Collins. Um, I think that the Hawks probably can end up being a playoff team in the East. And sticking with the East, another team I think that made drastic improvements is the Wizards. Uh, they didn't really improve their defense. So if you like betting overs and just watching high-scoring games, they are a great team to take. But uh, with the addition of Russell Westbrook, and the fact that um, they're going to be running with a high-scoring type of bench where uh, Travis Bertans is going to be coming off, which I believe he should be starting. But um, 
Uh, Wizards are another good team to look at for improvement. And uh, you wanted two that uh, took a dip this year? Yeah, yeah, two. Because okay. I think it's always cool to look at, especially with the shortened offseason with COVID, like who got better, who got worse, and, 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 and all that good thing. So. Yeah, so the Detroit Pistons, for me, they're projected to have the 13th worst record in the East, uh, over under 23 wins. Uh, me personally, I think they have a potential to be the absolute worst team in the East. So that's a you can look at that um, because they're projected to be better than the Cavs and also the Knicks. But when you look at that lineup, they they're what are they going to do? Run five centers? Um, <laughs> the thing about the Detroit Pistons is at least the Knicks have young talent. Um, and in the Cavs, you got Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. Like you, they, they have a tra- trajectory to go up. For me, the ceiling and the floor for the Pistons are kind of closer than the ceiling for the Knicks and the Cavs. So that's a potential for, I think, could be the worst. Um, and also another team that kind of took a huge dip, but it's not really bad as the direction where the team was going is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, they also got significantly worse. They basically had a fire sale of their uh, team. Danilo Gallinari, who we talked about, is now on the Hawks. Chris Paul now, he's trying to, um, you know, with all his gray hair, he's trying to lead another young team of the Phoenix Suns and uh, it's, it's funny because I really want Chris Paul to win a championship, but it seems like his legacy in the NBA is going to be, he's going to have all these different students and disciples, you know, like the tutelage of Chris Paul. It's like, yeah, I played with him for a year. And now it's like, I know all the ins and outs. I know how to get technicals called. He did a great job for shy, shy, sh- shy, like sh- matured vastly in that one year. So that's what I'm expecting to see for Devin Booker, who even if Devin Booker didn't have Chris Paul as, a, uh, as somebody watching over him or kind of showing him the roast, Devin Booker was going to, um, be somebody who I think could be leading a team to the playoffs. So, yeah, book book got hot there. Um, that Pistons one hurt. Travis is a big. Uh, big oh Blake no, Griffin my guy. man! I'm so I, I'm a Blake more of a Blake Griffin guy. I followed him everywhere he's went. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have like Blake Griffin jerseys from the Clippers and both the Throwback Pistons one. And I was just hoping that they would chip him away this offseason because his career is going to be ruined there. I, I think he would. I think Blake Griffin, the issue is with durability, but Blake Griffin is still a fantastic player. And his when game, he is healthy, he yeah. is so much fun to watch. And his game translates really well to the modern day now where he basically can slide into a five and he could pass, dribble, handle, and shoot. So I, any, any team would want him. It's just that contract, you know, he's getting paid the big bucks. If I were him, if I were Blake Griffin, I want to get your thoughts on this though. He does have the stand-up comedian career going on on the side. I would just take the pay cut and then just ride off that. So. Yeah, I mean, he – I don't know. It sucks because I love watching him play, but when he gets hurt, there's no point in pushing through his injury to play for a shitty team. And So, like, last year he just kind of quit playing, and then the years prior he just – the team was good, and then he got hurt. I would like to see him take a big pay cut and go somewhere where the team's good, even if he comes off the bench and has limited minutes due to his injuries and his injury history. I would like to see that. Yeah, I agree with you. Blake Griffin's just also, he's just a good guy overall. He's one of those people that you want to root for, like kind of like a Clay Thompson, but we'll see. I'm not sure when that contract off the top of my head is uh, going to be winding down, but I could definitely see him taking a pay cut because he's already made a a ton of money in his career. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think he cares too much about the money anymore. I think he's just trying to get out of Detroit, man. He's definitely, when when them LA boys have been in that warm weather for too long, (laughs) they don't, they don't like that cold. No. I mean, who wants to live in Detroit, honestly? <laughs> I sure as hell wouldn't. Um, but moving on from that, what are your thoughts uh, or best value picks or even just best pick overall for Rookie of the Year? 
Oh, yeah. So Rookie of the Year is interesting because it's basically who's going to get the most opportunity to play. Most awards kind of have unwritten caveats, if that makes any sense. Like MVP, well, we can't give it to this guy. His team stinks. You know, if he was really the most valuable player, they would be a number one seed. Rookie of the Year is basically like who can who's going to get an ample amount of playing time. Uh, the front runner and the obvious pick, which I'm going to give some dark horse to, is LaMelo Ball at plus 390. Uh, Charlotte Hornets is that perfect mix where, yeah, there's a little logjam with Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier, but he's going to have opportunity to just go free range, and he's going to be basically kind of like how Ja was, where Ja was given the keys to Memphis, and he was just able to just put up crazy amounts of stat. Uh, so LaMelo's the obvious pick, but some dark horse picks for in the league – is uh, Cole Anthony at plus uh, 4,500 uh, for Rookie of the Year or the Orlando Magic. That's a potential one, especially because DJ Augustine is not going to be there. I think they're going to rely on Cole Anthony a lot. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton for the Sacramento Kings, plus 2,000 Rookie of the Year. Uh, the Kings are a mess. They have no idea what direction they're going. They got more big men. Like, they got more guards in a prison, and they got more, <laughs> they got more big men than they know what to do with, right? Uh, but Tyrese Halliburton is like a ready now play style kind of rookie. Uh, he's a potential. And then my last real dark horse is Killian Hayes on the Detroit Pistons plus 950. Uh, especially when we say bad teams, you have an opportunity to play. Uh, knock on wood, I want Blake Griffin to be healthy. But let's just say something happens to Blake Griffin. He might be able to come back in a month. But instead, you know, he decides to make it a two-month recovery. Uh, you see stuff like that. I think Killian Hayes has a potential to uh, just get the keys and play. Because that, that's the most important for rookie of the year's potential. Yeah, is Lamelo Ball the favorite to win? Yeah, yeah, he's at plus uh, three ninety at wow. most books. Yeah, that's crazy for the favorite in my eyes, honestly. But yeah, just from the limited amount of time I've seen him, like on the court in preseason, he looks pretty solid. Yeah, he's a great guy to watch when you. He's not. If you just watch highlights, you'll be like, "Wow, this guy's like Magic Johnson reincarnated." But if you don't watch <laughs> the full game. Then you don't see the the two turnovers and the five missed three pointers. You just see all these highlights. But no, he is a baller. But uh, that's why I think he'd be good for uh, rookie there. Oh, another one too. I think could could be possibly it is James Wiseman plus four eighty for the Warriors. Uh, depending how bad they stink, and um, if Steph, for example, knock on wood, you never wish injury. But you know, if Steph gets in a, uh, gets hurt, and then they're like, well, we don't have Clay, we don't have Draymond, we don't have Steph. Might as well just sit him out this year. And Wiseman just gets a ton of minutes. I could see him getting rookie of the year. Yeah, I was going to say, Clay Thompson going down again definitely hurts that team for sure. Mm -hmm. If not, though, I can see the lack of not necessarily experience, but playing time over the past year affecting him since he did, like, opt out last season. It's like, I mean, it's been damn near a full year since he's played basketball. So, like, at a competitive level. Yeah, and hey, I know you guys are football guys, but we talk about this on my show all the time. Isn't it funny? Like, JPP blew off his hands, right? This man blew up his hands with a firework, and he comes back faster than Steph Curry comes back to play basketball. Now, two different sports, you know, obviously, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. And I'm a big basketball guy. That's usually my camp. But that just tells you, like, uh, the, the type of things that they do when it comes to, you know, like resting players and being like, JPP lost his fingers, and that guy got out there faster than uh, uh, Steph Curry ended up, so – yeah, dude. That's to think about. Yeah. It's definitely wild. I mean, I know basketball said basketball longer season. You got to think about longevity. Mm-hmm. Whereas football, you don't have 16 games. So it's very interesting. Um, I love those picks. I like the Wiseman one a lot. Um, I think that has, that has a lot of value. So um, besides rookie of the year, MVP, um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a LeBron James guy. All, all the listeners mm-hmm. know I'm a LeBron James guy. 
Uh, he's a little bit further down the list. So who are your picks? Who's your favorite? And then again, same thing, Dark Horses for MVP. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Uh, so my favorite, which is it's the unsexy pick because he is the uh, leading candidate is Luca at plus 400. MVP and a lot of this stuff is basically narrative driven. And, you know, the media kind of likes to have their stories built up for it. And they're already kind of building Luca as the, the golden boy of the NBA. Um, and, and narrative aside, I think that he's just a straight baller. Like Luca can get it. Kristoff uh, Porzingis, his right-hand man, his right-hand man is Robin. You could say is going to be missing – a little beginning of the season, if the Mavs are extremely competitive without him uh, and Luca's just putting up monster numbers, I don't see why he wouldn't be the MVP. And then when Porzingis comes back and then they can start leapfrogging, you know, maybe let's just say they were the sixth, fifth seed without him. Uh, Porzingis comes back, you know, they start climbing fourth or third. I don't think that's going to happen, but you can make a case for Luca. Uh, the issue, though, is because Giannis, if he did win it, it would be his third time back, and that hasn't happened since Larry Bird in the 80s. So, you know, with, with people, you know, kids these days and everyone, our attention spans are short, you know, voter fatigue. Uh, somebody, I, I like LeBron James, but I just think with his age and the issue with playing, he's never played with a player as good as AD. They kind of just cannibalize each other's votes, if that makes any sense. So that's an issue with it. Uh, dark horses for it. I think uh, Jokic, if the Nuggets end up being a one or two seed at plus uh, 2,500 is a good pick. Um, and Damian Lillard plus 1,500 is another decent pick. And another one too is uh, I was kind of thinking about KD at plus a thousand if because uh, you know it's narrative driven and I could just see a lot of media guys if the Nets are as good as we think that they are going to end up being and they're just a dominant one seed and it just looks like the Stars is going to be the Lakers and Nets colliding then I don't know like the argument would be well KD is the most valuable player uh, because look what he's doing with that team so that's another thing plus one thousand yeah KD. I can almost I can almost see the Brooklyn Nets being uh, how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were at the end of this season. They get all this talent. Uh, they're expected to be like, you know, a, one of the upper echelon teams in the league, mm-hmm. like a little bit of underperforming. Like obviously they're going to make the playoffs, but not your typical one, two, three seed like everyone thinks. Yeah, that's something that could happen. I was actually – that's sort of funny. We were talking about that on the Bucks too. But the the thing about basketball and football is – uh, an individual, because, you know, like you were saying, uh, 
Uh, Jared, you're a big LeBron James fan. An individual can affect the game so much. Like to me, Mahomes is like far superior, the greatest quarterback, but if his defense can't get him the ball back, there's nothing he can do. Uh, basketball where, you know, LeBron can make the block, get the ball back and then score on the other end. Yeah. Uh, so I think Katie's that good. The only thing that's stopping him is my worries. He might get injured, but to me, KD has always been the, like LeBron doesn't have a peer in the league, but AD, I mean, not AD, uh, Kevin Durant is the closest thing that LeBron James has had as like a peer, like an equal, if that makes any sense. Like someone that this guy's just as good at me at different things, but you know, we're almost equals. And uh, I think if KD is even just, you know, three fourths of what he was, I can see him just running through the East. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Last thing before we kind of wrap this up and let you get out of here, who do you have as, I guess we could do a value pick, but, kind of straight up who do you have winning the league very early but who's your winner oh uh I think it's the Lakers I think it's the Lakers championship to lose uh I I think that the way that it's set up and um you know how LeBron is LeBron really he he, he talks about it like oh you know I don't care about my legacy but he's a man who's really really self-aware and I think he understands like I could I think I have a chance to go to the three straight finals with this team and I think that they could I think that um I think that their path to a finals this year could potentially be easier than last year because, you know, they had the bubble and all that uncertainty because you basically just took that championship team and then you kind of smoothed out the older edges. Like Rajon Rondo, great vet, but, you know, he's uh, over the hill on the wrong side of 30. Dwight Howard, same thing, all these guys. Now you get a younger team, and I just think when you have LeBron in AD, that's enough to get you pretty far, and then they upgraded. So I think that I think it'd be very disappointing if the Lakers don't make it uh, to the finals, if that makes any sense, because last year, at least there was a lot of parody, which like, who, who's going to be in? I don't know. It's a toss up. It's confusing. Uh, we didn't have that because of the Warriors, because we were always expecting them. Now it's kind of like the Lakers took that mantle. So it's like it's the Lakers to lose. If I had to pick someone else to uh, come out of it, uh, I think if you had a chance, to, it, it could be the Nets. Um, I'm just a little worried about Kate, Kyrie and Katie's longevity. Uh, and an, another dark horse pick could be – it could be just Giannis's year finally. Uh, we don't know. Um, I mean, because if you get crowned as the king, the future king of the East and then you get bounced in the second round and you can't even – you haven't even made it to a finals ever, I could just see Giannis just going on a monster run and just, you know, if Giannis is as good as we all think he is, then he'll be able to get to the finals. Do I believe he can beat the Lakers? No, but if the Lakers get beat by the Clippers, I can see the Bucks beating the Clippers if that makes any sense. Because at the end of the day, this is – you know how this is how sports is, you know, uh, one team can beat the other team 99 times out of a hundred, but that one time out of a hundred could be one. It actually counts. So. Absolutely, man. Um, great picks. I love them a lot. Uh, I would love to see Katie and LeBron duke it out again in the finals. I think that'd be so fun mm-hmm. going back to whenever they, they ran it golden state and Cleveland. Um, but Josh, we appreciate your time, man. We'll let you get out of here. Um, again, Josh Lozano, check him out. Bench warmers and burners podcast as a part of the belly up sports network. Josh, take it easy, my man. Yeah, you too. Take care, guys. See ya. All right. We are back with another episode, well, not episode, but segment of the Generative Digest. This time we're doing the bowl season edition. We mentioned earlier that we're doing the contest where you have to beat our five bowl picks so throwing that in there don't forget that otherwise we wanted to be up 10 units in december for the month of giving for you guys 
It's going to be hard. We're going to need a big week. Uh, we're only at 1.41 right now, and I am largely going to thank the Chiefs for that. How, how much are we up again? What was that number? 1.41. If the Chiefs cover, it's almost five. Uh, they covered for me because I technically personally got them at two and a half. But on the podcast, I said three, and they pushed. Um, it's just been a couple bad beats. Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned that. Um, our boy Cyrus Miller did it again. He On the way home from your house Sunday night, Travis, he texts me. I just picked up some food on my way home. Um, he goes, what happens in a parlay if if one of the picks pushes? I'm like, oh, fuck, I'll have to call him and talk to him. And he's like, yeah, he goes, I had your Finns pick. I can't remember the other one he had. And then um, I put the Chiefs in there. And I said, did you get him at minus three? And they fucked you. He said, yeah, I got minus three. I said, well, when, you, when they're in a parlay and they push, he's taken off. But it's twice, that's two weeks in a row now the Chiefs have fucked him at a parlay and won the money. They, I mean, they are horrible against the spread. Like, honestly, they really know – how to either fuck you or push, but they net hardly ever backdoor cover for you or like squeeze one out. Luckily for me, like I said, I don't know how I got him at two and a half on Saturday night when I put it in, but I did and I'm lucky for that. But at the same time, I was pissed because I was down units last week and I really needed that to boost my numbers. Yeah, so, so we're, we're only at 1.41 and we need to be – we need to win 8.39 units this week. It's not, not out of the question because we, we got some picks for you guys. What we're going to do is we're doing um, – so obviously, like, like we said, this is our last episode of 2020, so we're not going to have an episode next week. Um, we'll still put out picks for week 17 of the NFL on, our, on Twitter and the socials. But what we're going to do is since the bowl season is so vast and so large, what we're going to do is we're going to take five of our best – Bowl, our, or each of us, our five favorite bowl picks, and we are going to give you those. One of them is going to be our bowl lock, and then we're going to roll into the NFL this week, which is there are six NFL primetime games. There's one on Christmas night, and there's three on Saturday, and then our typical Sunday night and Monday night football. So six total NFL picks for you for week 16, and we're going to give you our five favorite bowl picks. So, Travis, you made a – Cringy face when I said we're going to pick a lock. Do you not? Do you not have one that's like a quote unquote lock for you? I I know I do. It's just like these these bowl games for me are like I don't know. I just don't love them because the spreads on them. Like I, I like I I think we'll do good in our bowl pick them that we made together. But at the same time, like against the spread, these are these are tough to pick against. So, they are. They are. So I'll I'll kick it off. You don't mind because one of mine is an early game. So this podcast drops on December 23rd. My first game is on Christmas Eve. It's December 24th. My first game is on the 23rd. Well, shit. Is it during the day? It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. No, it's at 6 p.m. 
Well, fuck you guys. Hopefully, you guys are you guys are the early bird listeners. We have some listeners that listen day of, and for some reason, a few that don't listen to like Friday. So if you listen to us on Friday, you're fucked. Yeah. So since mine's the twenty third, I'll go first. Uh, it's the Montgomery Bowl in Birmingham, uh, Alabama, which kind of is weird. I don't know why it's not in Montgomery. <laughs> but it's probably Montgomery County. I don't fucking know. Anyway, it's on the 23rd, so the day that this podcast comes out, 6 o'clock. Memphis versus FAU. Memphis is 8.5 point favorites. Don't trust their defense in covering 8.5, but I'm taking the over of 50.5, doing one unit on it. Uh, Memphis has the 117th ranked defense in the country this season, Uh, and it's just super easy to move the ball against them. On the other hand, they also move the ball extremely well. I think that they are going to win this game. I wanted to do them minus eight and a half, but like I said, I just don't trust their defense enough to cover the spread, but I do trust their defense enough to give up the amount of points for this over to hit. Also, this is the lowest over in Memphis has had all year long. Most of their overs have been mid-60s, low-70s. At 50 and a half, this one is very low for a Memphis team. All right. So you got it. Uh, when you guys are hearing this tonight, six o'clock, Memphis FAU over. Uh, my first bowl pick is Christmas Eve. It's um, the New Mexico Bowl. It's at two thirty p.m. on Christmas Eve. So you know you're there. You're with your fucking family. It's you've been talking to them all day. You're kind of miserable with it. So let's turn on some football and gamble. Um, it's Hawaii versus Houston, and I'm not touching the spread. I'm doing the under uh, 59 and a half in the Hawaii Houston game. I'm doing a unit and a half on it. Um, by the time Houston plays this game, they have only played one game in a full calendar month. They played on December 12th. They lost to Memphis before that. Their previous game was December was November 14th. So take that with what you will. Um, also compared with that, Hawaii unders have hit in 75% of their games this year. So 75% of Hawaii games have resulted in an under. I think with those two factors, I feel fairly confident with Memphis not or with uh, Houston not playing a lot recently and Hawaii just having a lot of low-scoring games. So New Mexico Bowl, Christmas Eve, under 59.5. That's crazy because the normal, like, norm is to go with Hawaii overs. Yep. So it's weird that you're going under. But I don't hate it. So with that being said, I'm going to go into my next one. Uh, and it's on Christmas Day. Oh, dude, we, we're going to have four straight days of bowl picks for you guys then. Yeah, we got a Christmas Day pick, and it is the Camellia Bowl, also played in Birmingham, Alabama, at 1.30. So we got prime primetime game right before you have to open your presents uh, before you eat lunch, dinner, whatever. Marshall versus Buffalo. Buffalo is four and a half point favorites, and I am rolling with them at two units. This is my lock. Okay. Buffalo. Uh, This pick is solely based because Marshall's quarterback, I was telling Jared this week, has the yips. The dude is freaking the fuck out. He's a true freshman, started the year off hot. Over the last two games, he has a completion percentage of just 44% two touchdowns, and five interceptions. In the conference championship game, he went into halftime 
over 10 with zero yards passing. This is a team, they're, uh, he's, he's seeing ghosts out there. He's battling through a tough time. And Buffalo, on the other hand, like they can move the ball at will. They have a running back who's good. And uh, Van Treese, their quarterback, is also very solid. They're going to be able to move the ball. Marshall, on the other hand, is not going to be able to move hardly at all. Buffalo minus four and a half is my favorite pick of bowl season. Okay, there you go. Got it. Christmas Day pick, uh, Buffalo minus four and a half. My next pick is the Saturday after Christmas, so December 26th. It is the Cure Bowl. It is December 26th at 6.30 p.m. It's going to be a good one, guys. Liberty versus number 12, Coastal Carolina. Don't like the spread, even though both of these teams are – that's why they picked the spread. Coastal Carolina is one of the best teams in the league, in the, in the college football against the spread. Liberty, I think, is like 9-2 and two against the spread. They're both very good. Um, so I'm going both – Liberty's 8-2, Coastal Carolina's 8-2-1. Okay, they're both very good regardless of the fact. So I didn't like the spread. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, Cure Bowl, uh, Saturday, December 26th at 6.30. I'm doing the over a 59.5. I'm doing two units on it. So over over 59.5 in the Cure Bowl. Um, very, very anticipated game. It was canceled earlier this year. Both teams' offenses are very, very high-powered. Liberty's averaging 37.1 points per game. Coastal's averaging 39, 36.9, which are 17th and 18th best in college football, respectively. So they're both top 20 offenses in terms of scoring. Just give us some damn points. Give us a good game. Over over 59 and a half, Liberty versus Coastal Carolina. All right. I have that game. It's not next because I have a game before that. So I'm going to go ahead and go with my game before that since it's not the same pick. Mine is on the 26th. My next one, it's at 2.30. It is the Lending Tree Bowl. I love picking Alabama games because this one's in Mobile. Um, Western Kentucky versus Georgia State. Georgia State is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and that's who I'm picking. Two units on it. I'm doing this because Western Kentucky's offense is trash. They have the seventh-worst offense in the NCAA this season. Their defense has been the main reason that they are even five and six, which is not a good record. But that's because that they're a good – in the air. On the other hand, shouldn't serve a problem versus Georgia State because they gain almost half their yards per game on offense on the ground. If that doesn't do it for you, Georgia State 6-3 and three against the spread this year. They're doing good. Georgia State minus 3.5 versus Western Kentucky. Okay, Travis got a lot of early bowl games for you. So, um, don't know if you want to lead into your next one because the rest of mine are on New Year's Eve. Uh, sure, because it's the same game that you just talked about. It is the Cure Bowl in Orlando on 6.30 on the same night on the 26th. I'm taking Liberty plus seven. I'm only doing one unit on it, but this is the game that we needed a couple weeks ago before it got canceled. Uh, I was on the Liberty train earlier this year, and you were on the Coastal Carolina train. They're both great against the spread, but Coastal Carolina has had a tough time putting away good teams. Like, they really have. They played – Two ranked teams this year, and the games were decided by five points and by three points. I think no matter which way you slice it, this is going to be a good game to watch. I don't think Liberty loses by two scores. They are also 1-0 against the spread in their bowl uh, history at Liberty. So one Let's keep rolling, baby, 100%. Keep that win streak alive. Liberty plus seven. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that pick. If I had to lean, if I had to pick the spread in that game, I, I was leaning Liberty, just because, like you said, Coastal didn't play last weekend because um, they had a COVID issue, quote unquote, um, and they had one positive test and they canceled the fucking game. It was stupid. I mean, we we picked Liberty in our bull pick, and so yeah, and also Coastal Carolina had struggled with Troy their last game they played, so I don't hate that. Pick. That's what I'm saying. Like they have a tough time putting teams away. If if Liberty gets down 17 points in this game, don't don't call it a miracle if they come back and cover. I just hope for fucking points. Um, so Travis has rattled off four of his. I'm gonna go two in a row here. When, when when's your next one? You have you have on, on the slate? Like I don't know because I fucked up the date on it. Okay, I only have one more. Yeah, I have three more, and they're all on New Year's Eve. So I got you guys are gonna love me to round out the year. Um, my first one is my lock. It is New Year's Eve at 11 a.m. Um, the Armed Forces Bowl. It is yeah, it's my next one. Tulsa versus Mississippi State. This is my lock. I'm going Tulsa minus two and a half at three nope. units. Um, Tulsa's a damn good football team. They took um, number eight Cincinnati down to the wire and lost by a field goal. And they are also seven and one against the spread this year. Meanwhile, Mississippi State, they're coming off a, a win against Mizzou, that just a team that completely laid down flat. Um, they're not good against the spread. They're four and six. I like Tulsa here big time. Um, this is my lock. Armed Forces Bowl, three units, Tulsa minus two and a half on New Year's Eve. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a when Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Yeah, this is my last one. Um, if Jared's didn't do it for you, this was almost my lock, too. Uh, Mississippi State's an air raid offense. You know why? Because they fucking averaged. This is unbelievable. Blew my mind when I saw it. They averaged 36 rushing yards per game. Wow. That's it. 36. Tulsa, on the other hand, very strong against opposing passing offenses. They only allow 190 yards in the air per game. So I can only imagine Mississippi State struggles to get the ball moving in this game. Tulsa minus two and a half. Not going to be a fun game to watch. But it – it should be a lock to bet on. Yeah. Good thing it's early on New Year's Eve. Um, get to get to bet on it. I'll I'll rip off my last two real quick since Travis has already done all his five. 
and they'll roll into week 16 NFL primetime for you. Uh, my next one is the Arizona Bowl. It is New Year's Eve at 1 p.m. Ball State versus number 22 San Jose State. Um, you guys know we, we, love, we love some San Jose State Spartans on this podcast. Not doing the spread, though, because Ball State's a good team. What I am going to do, and Travis, you're going to be blown away by this. I'm doing the under, and it is 62 and a half. Under 62 and a half. I'm doing two units on it. Um, the over has hit in only one San Jose State game all year in only three of seven Ball State games. Both teams have very good defenses, and 63 points seems like a lot to score. So that's what I'm taking the under. So that's it. Arizona Bowl, New Year's Eve, 1 o'clock, under 62 and a half, two units. Now, last game for you guys, had to throw it in there. It's the Liberty Bowl. It's New Year's Eve at 3 p.m. West Virginia versus the replacement team that got put in there, Army. You got to roll with Army. I'm going to roll with Army at plus seven and a half, one and a half units. They're the dogs. They're no, no disrespect to the Mountaineers and um, Pat McAfee's alma mater. Both these teams are good against the spread. Uh, West Virginia is six and three, Army seven and four. But I'm taking Army just for the fact they were snubbed from a game from bowl game at nine and two and had to be a replacement for a dog shit Tennessee team in this game. And I think I think that is going to be the big difference. They're going to come in with that chip on their shoulder. They're going to be buzzing. Um, they can maybe even win, but plus seven and a half for me is way good enough to take. So. Uh, Army plus seven and a half, one and a half units against West Virginia. Yeah, that was bullshit. I mean, these uh, military men, like, wanting to play their their last college game ever, they get snubbed. Like, dudes were literally crying because they didn't get to go to a bowl game. So they're going to come out, and it's going to be an awesome game to watch. I hope they just roll West Virginia. Not that I have anything against West Virginia, just because I hope that Army rolls them. Yeah, so – What's good about all of our bowl picks, Travis, is that they could all be on our on our December slate. So definitely, we started early. Travis had a fucking a pick on the twenty third. I had one on the twenty fourth. He had one on the twenty fifth, twenty sixth. Pretty much Two all on the twenty sixth. Pretty much all. But even after the game, even on the days we don't have any bowl picks, we will still put out the picks that we like for you guys. As, as, as we are going to put out a pick. It's going to be the day of. We are going to put out a our pick. Against the spread over under for every single bowl game. That's every single one. Do. There's a lot, man. Every single one because there's never more than four a day. I mapped it out. I just don't want them to get I don't want them to get convoluted with the picks that we put on the podcast, but I, I hear you. So listen if you want the picks, which you're already listening. So with that being said, um, we're gonna roll this thing. It's probably been a big episode, but it's our last one of the years. So who cares? Um, NFL Christmas weekend picks. This is a actually I think gonna be a fun NFL weekend. We got NFL games on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So we have four straight days of NFL games. The first one being the Christmas Day game, um, which is surprised me for so Friday. I think it's Friday night, right? It is Friday at 3.30 Central Time. Ooh, I like that. Because, like, no one wants to fucking stay awake very super, super duper late on, on Christmas Day. Your dog shit tired. Um, so, the, so Christmas afternoon, it is the Vikings at the Saints – Saints are seven-point favorites. The over-under is 52. What are you doing here, bud? Yeah, so once Buffalo, my uh, pick on Christmas Day, is up by 20 in the fourth quarter, you can flip on this game and take the over of, what is it? 52. 52. Only doing one unit on it, but the over has hit in 64% of these teams' games this season, both 9 and 5 
on the over each team. Uh, fourth and fifth in the NFL and hitting the overs. This is going to be one of those games, though, that you're going to know by halftime whether it hits. It's either going to be like 10-3 to 3 at halftime or it's going to be like 21-17. Like it's going to be one of those games if it's going to be an absolute score fest or an absolute shitter. No in between. Hope, I'm just hoping for a fun game on Christmas night. I know the Saints are banged up on the offensive line and defensive line. I think the defensive line is going to help and Dalvin Cook moving the ball. And then on the other hand, uh, the Vikings just let up a shit ton of points all the time. So yeah. hoping Santa brings us a winner and I'm taking the over to 52. I like that. Hoping Santa brings us a winner. Just put that on a t-shirt. Um, so <laughs> I like that pick a lot because I think both these could hit. I'm actually going to do the Vikings, but I think it's super important that you buy it to seven and a half. Um, I don't trust the seven because that's a touchdown and teams lose by touchdowns all the time. I think it's very important that you buy it to seven and a half. Um, and I'm going to do a unit on that. So Vikings plus seven and a half, make sure you buy it. Um, the Vikings are four and two against the spread as underdogs. They're also four and two against the spread on the road, which they're both those in this game. So I like that a lot. Uh, and they're decent at covering when they shouldn't. And that's, that's kind of all I, all I took away from that. And I'm not convinced that Drew Brees is 100% healthy. I know that doesn't bode well for your over. I can still see it happening because, like you said, the Vikings defense is absolutely dog shit. But I think Dalvin Cook, like you said, keeps the Vikings in this game enough for teams to go back and forth. So, you know, again, it could be another two jump brothers spread. Maybe um, over 45 or teaser, over 45 Vikings plus 14. Yeah, if I were to – if I was going to pick a side, I was leaning towards the Vikings, but I just couldn't couldn't do it with how bad they have been lately. Like they, I think they've lost four of their last five. They've all been close, but they've lost four of their last five. So if I were leaning one, I'd do Vikings. Vikings and over. Um, Actually, going on. But if you're going to do the Vikings straight up, make sure you buy it seven and a half. I cannot stress that enough. If you fucking get them at seven and they lose by seven, don't come bitching at me because I told you to buy that half point. All right. Heard it here. Rolling on more Saturday games. Three Saturday games this week, as a matter of fact. The first one is at noon Central Time. You got Bucks minus nine at the Lions. The over-under is 54 uh, since you started last time, or I started last time. I'll let you start this time. All right. I am going to do a teaser on this game. It's my only teaser that I have for you guys. I know we did a lot of them last week. Yeah, I'm done with those because those fucked me last week. Yeah, it's my only one. I actually didn't do half bad on them. I'm doing a six and – it's not a seven-point teaser. It's a a six-and-a-half-point teaser because where the line's at. Six-and-a-half-point teaser to make it bucks minus two-and-a-half in the over of 47-and-a-half. I'm doing two units on this. Nine is a lot of points to lay on the road, I think, for the the Bucs. I'm confident that Tampa Bay wins this game and they'll get the job done, um, which is why I chose to tease it. And also, I like the over in teasing that because Detroit lets up more points than anyone else in the league this year. More point, literally, literally, they are 32nd in points per game. So that's why I did that. It is what it is. Six and a half point teaser, bucks minus two and a half, over 47 and a half, two units. All right, not a whole lot of explaining to do. I'm do I am doing bucks minus nine at one unit. Hate it, but Detroit's secondary is so bad. Jared just told you they let up the most amount of points in the NFL. And to go with it, Tampa Bay's average margin of victory is 13 points. Detroit's average margin of loss is 14. So sounds like minus nine should cover. Like that. That's that sounds <laughs> like a 
a double hitter. Um, roll into our second game on Saturday. It is the 49ers at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are four and a half point favorites at home, and the over under is 49. What you doing here? Don't like it. Cardinals have screwed me over so many times, but I got to do Cardinals minus four and a half. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. You you lose the if you lose to the Dallas Cowboys, forty one to thirty three. I'm going to bet against you the next week, especially when you're playing against the Cardinals team at home, fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, I just can't do it. C.J. Beathard is a starting quarterback this week. Don't have a lot of confidence in him. Uh, doing Cardinals minus four and a half, one unit though. So I'm going to do Cardinals minus four and a half as well, but I'm actually going to put two units on the line. I, I feel fairly confident in this one. Um, I think San Francisco has packed it in for the year. I think they're completely done. And, and, and no shame in that. They should. They have a lot of talent going towards next year. Lose games, get a higher draft, get a higher draft capital. However, I will say, I don't think he will come back, but I have the right to change this pick if George Kittle decides he wants to play this week. Because if George Kittle plays, I'm fucking changing this pick. I don't know what it'll be, but I'm changing it. So, disclaimer there. You can you can go ahead and call that now as well if you want. Um, Travis is Googling it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm looking up something else. I had something run through my mind during this, but go ahead. San Francisco, San Francisco hasn't covered a spread since week 12 against the Rams. Arizona's won two in a row. It's fighting for a playoff spot and or seeding, so both. So that's why I think they get this job done. Four and a half is a weird line, though, which is why it's like, it weird. So, but I'm going to do it at two units. Yeah. Um, I was running – I was looking up uh, how many years Jimmy G had left on his contract and if the 49ers could be in the running to draft Zach Wilson – because they are five and nine, but he has two years left after this, and they owe him a lot of money. Yeah, but, it's like a Carson yeah. West Carson one situation there. They'd have to trade him. But yeah. so both of our picks cards minus four and a half. Um, All right, Saturday night game, one that me and Jared will have to be together to watch. Uh, the Dolphins fighting for a playoff spot, seven fifteen. They are road favorites, minus three. At the Death Star, playing the Las Vegas Raiders and the over-runners 47.5. I think we know how we're both leaning. Not just homer picks, though. No, I mean – I feel confident. At this point, it's, it's it, like I'm doing Dolphins minus three at two units. It's not a homer pick. I mean, if people can say I'm, – I'm going to – he doesn't – he won't listen this far if, it, if he does listen. But Zach Maddock, um, our homie who gambles a lot and asks us for our lines – when I told him last week the Dolphins were my lock, he's like, well, that's a bit of a horn pick. I'm like, no, it's not really because they're 11-3 and three against the spread. They're literally the best team in the league against the spread. Vegas is a meh 7-7 seven and seven against the spread. Um, and I think Vegas has lost all hope. Did you know, I was looking back at their schedule. They lost four of their last five. That one win was win and win, I'm doing air quotes, was, was against the Jets when the Jets sent that all-out blitz. Um so they lost four of the last five. Their one win, one win was against the Jets. Meanwhile, Miami has won three of four and covered four weeks in a row. So, Yeah, I mean, I have Miami. Uh, I have Dolphins minus three at two units. They just – the Raiders look bad as of late. I know they played the Chiefs tough, but when you look back at it, that was a month ago. Since then, they lost the Falcons horribly. They got stomped by the Colts. And then they lost to the Chargers in overtime. 
with Marcus Mariota as a quarterback. Don't know if Derek Carr is healthy or not. I think that's kind of like an undisclosed type thing. On the other hand, I just always have to give credit to the team that's fighting for a playoff spot or the team that's not. Because I think at this point, Las like Vegas is done for in the playoff run at 7-7. Seven and seven. Not statistically, uh, but... Not statistically, but realistic. you know the morale in that locker room is not what it is in the Dolphins locker room. Like, fighting for a playoff spot. Like, yes, they are in right now, but the Dolphins can't lose. They literally cannot lose this game. No. Like, I'm I'm not saying that, like, it's a lock and they're not going to lose. I'm saying theoretically and figuratively they cannot lose and make the playoffs given the other team's record. So, minus three, if they win by one or two, then fuck me, but you almost have to lay the points with the Dolphins. I agree. I agree. So that's the last Saturday game. We're both, we both lead in the same way on the two late Saturday games. Let's roll it into Sunday night football. Um, you got the Titans at the Packers should be a damn good game. Packers are three point favorites at home and the over under is 56. Travis, what are you doing here? I'm rolling with the Titans plus three and a half. I'm doing a unit on it. Um, is it plus three and a half now? I had a plus three. I saw a plus three and a half. Well, regardless, I, I like it either way. I, I'm rolling the Titans as well. Yeah, I mean, if it, if you see it at three, it, it would be safe to buy it to three and a half, but I saw it at three and a half, um, so that's what I'm going to put it at. Titans, are they just look so good lately, um, and the Packers are, are ready to lose a game. They've won four straight. Uh, the last loss was to the Colts in overtime. Um, so I, th- I think the Titans just – Kind of steal one here. In Green Bay, Derrick Henry's look good. The Packers, on the other hand, their defense is questionable at best. So I think the Titans can steal one. Yeah, dude. Love that pick because that's all what I have as well. I don't care if it's three, three and a half, whatever is on game day. Get it then. Um, I, I like the Titans. I'm doing two units on. I think this is a bad matchup for the Packers. Green Bay gives up four and a half yards per carry. And you know you got Derrick Henry on the other side of the ball running for the fucking uh, Titans, and I think he takes full advantage of that. I think Tennessee has the ability to win this one. Like, I'm, I honestly, I will probably bet Tennessee plus three, and I'll probably also lay a little bit money line. But if we were doing upsets of the week this week, this will probably probably be my upset of the week. Um, I think they have the ability to win, but I'll, I'll lay the points for the pod just, just, just to be safe. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you just can't doubt – the uh, Titans and how their offense looks lately. Like they've, they've put up over 30 points in their last five games at least. Yeah. So they, they look good. So I think it's time the the Packers lose one. And and so Titans plus three and a half is a good pick. Monday night football. This one's easy for me. Bills minus seven at Pats over unders 46. I don't know about you. I'm going to get straight to it. I'm doing the Bills minus seven. One unit. Doing one, I'm doing Bills minus seven at two. The Pats are done. They're dead in the water. The Bills, um, even though a lot of people are like, well, they already won the AFC. Says this game means nothing. No, they're still fighting for seeding. They could still theoretically leapfrog the Steelers, get that two seed, which I think is very important for them. Um, so Because if they win this week and the Steelers lose, they leapfrog them with the two seed. It's damn near virtually impossible for them to lose it. Um, if this were week 17, I would say there's more likely of a chance. But since it's only week 16 – uh, it, it means a lot, and you're not going to, like, not try as hard. All the starters are going to be in. Starters are going to be in the entire game. 
The Bills are nine and five against the spread, and the Patriots are only declining. The Bills are hot. Yeah, the Bills are hot. I mean, the Patriots lost to a Dolphins team last week by ten points, who had a they were missing their top four weapons on offense. So let's just put it that way. Yeah, I mean they they don't look good. They've scored a combined fifteen points in the last two weeks. Um, so since that Chargers game, they are on the down and down. Bills, on the other hand, their defenses look good. Their offense is rolling. So I feel comfortable, actually. I usually don't love minus seven spreads, but I feel comfortable with this one. Yeah, after the Bills steamrolled the Broncos on the road, I feel confident in this one as well. I don't think the Pats are any better. If not, in my opinion, they're probably worse than the Broncos. So that's why I'm also very confident in it. But that's going to be our Degenerates Digest for you. Again, we got our fight our five favorite bowl picks, our Christmas weekend NFL picks. Again, this is our last show of 2020. Thank y'all for riding with us through a crazy ass year. We'll be back the first week of 2021 rolling with you with some NFL playoff stuff. We've got a special guest coming up that week. Um, Shout out to Josh Lozano coming on this week. And uh, we will tweet out our lines for week 17. And also don't forget about the contest, get in that contest chance to win a Kong beer bong. Yeah. Get in it. Just, Make sure you just follow us, you know, on the socials. Like we put out all our picks there. If you if you don't see it on your feed, you can go search for us. Like we we really try not to miss putting out all our picks and, and on time and everything like that. So hit the contest, listen to this episode, last one of 2020, and we'll see you guys next year. All right, happy new year, happy holidays, peace out. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.